Motivation. Hard to come by on any day. And these days spent locked inside bring a whole new challenge to the motivation game. Stuck getting into your exercise routine at home? It's go time. Go sleeves are compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape for support and comfort that is unprecedented. Just like sheltering at home. With go sleeves, aches and pains that are keeping you from much needed physical activity go away. When exercising actually feels good, there's no better motivation. The kinesiology tape built into go sleeves actually lifts and stretches your skin, which accelerates your body's natural ability to heal itself. Get your blood flowing and your energy going today. Just pull on a go sleeve and experience what top performing athletes use to deal with pain and recover from injuries. Visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code BRUNO for 20% off. GoSleeves.com discount code BRUNO. That's G-O-Sleeves.com and enter discount code BRUNO. GoSleeves.com discount code BRUNO. Hey, this is Patrick Maher. On the latest edition of Sports from the Sidelines, I caught up with the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Here's what John Sally had to say about his teammate, Isaiah Thomas. I played with MJ, Kobe, played against the greatest. I tell people all the time, the greatest player I've ever played with was Isaiah. Michael is the man. He took on so much, but Isaiah one, dude, and will take over a game. Catch sports from the sidelines on the bad boy Pistons anytime and anywhere you go on the SiriusXM app. Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I use go sleeves to recover from injuries go sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape the same tape used by physical therapists doctors and trainers to help you recover from injuries just pull on a go sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor ibuprofen or ice visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code radio for 20 percent off GoSleeves.com discount code radio There are those who stand forever ready, ready to defend the nation, ready to fight for what matters, no matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash Warriors. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. Telemedicine is necessary today. And if you're underinsured, undocumented, or without health insurance, here's your opportunity to learn how you can secure access for you and your entire family. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. Get 24-hour access to ondoc healthcare services for just $30 a month. Go right now to ondoc.com. That's on-doc.com. This program is not insurance coverage and not intended to replace insurance. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products. Manufactured right here in the U.S., we offer super portable one-ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super-sized pump bottles for home and office, and protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code RADIO for 10% off today. Forcefield.com discount code RADIO. Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be 
a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. Let's go to a man, I believe he's been in movies. I think he was filmed in, uh, in a lot of the Central Park movies that were filmed. I, I think in. he's going to redo Escape from New York very yes. soon. He will be the new Snake Plissken, <laughs> except he'll have a great tan and he won't want to have a hat on. He wants to make sure everybody sees it. The great Sid Rosenberg, radio talk show extraordinaire, and a man who is sequestered and has not left his, he's not shaved, not showered, not even hit a tanning bed since his governor and his mayor have shut him in in New York City. Sid, how are you feeling and what is the latest, my friend? Well, uh, nothing could be further from the truth. I've got an August tan, to be honest with you. I am sporting a brand new beautiful haircut. I've never been more ripped. My body is in perfect condition, working out seven days a week in my gym downstairs in my building and doing as many steroids as possible. I look like, honestly, the rock, except my wife calls me the pebble. So other than that, you've got everything else right. <laughs> I just want to make sure we don't spread any fake news on this show. That's why I gave you, I gave you the exact opposite of what I knew you were doing just to tell people that you are a complete violator. Now, have you heard from the mayor, Bill de Blasio, up there? Has he personally sent people to your place to shut you down? <laughs> I wish I was that important. I have not heard from uh, Bill de Blasio nor my idiotic governor, Andrew Cuomo. But I can tell you there was a time there, Tony, Harry, where, of course, I was really the only one doing this, and Harry could attest to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, now the world is basically calling to reopen. The New York Post had a big front cover about it today. I've been doing this for basically two months. And now just about everybody I know is doing the same thing. They're outside. They're not wearing masks. They're not even really practicing social distancing. They're getting ready to go back to work because I'm back at work already. So uh, the novelty of Sid Rosenberg has kind of worn off just a little. But I can say I was the first. And as you know, Tony, no one ever forgets the first. You're exactly right. Right, Ari? I I can attest to that. And when we had you on, we had you on on our first day on our serious show. And you said that then. And a lot of people are going crazy now. There's still people out there who will hate you because you're telling, you know, you're killing them. And you're, I, when I saw the people on the streets at the bars in New York, mm-hmm. and then the next day, the reaction, oh, my God, look at all the people they're killing, Sid. What are your weekend plans? Well, uh, it's a big weekend coming up, uh, Harry. Mm-hmm. Only it's a three-day weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. So it just so happens my buddy Michael, who owns one of the most famous and legendary restaurants in the history of Brooklyn, New York. It's a place called Flannery and Carr. It's an unbelievable roast beef place on the corner of Nostrand Avenue and Avenue U. Anyway, he has a house on the beach in Breezy Point. And uh, we go every weekend now. It's kind of—it's almost like my own summer house. It's, it's, he gave me a key. So uh, we pack up the car, my wife, myself, and my two kids, and we go to Breezy for two days and spend the two days on the beach. They've got a restaurant called Kennedy right there on the beach, which is open. They serve drinks outside, so people are actually able to sit on the beach and drink and buy drinks. You know, guys, it's such an unbelievable experience to do stuff today that we took for granted three months ago. I actually can't wait. I can't wait to spend $13 on a drink just so I know I put my hand in my pocket, I took out money, I exchanged currency, got myself something to drink. It just feels normal. It feels right. So I can't wait to waste 60 bucks on a couple of drinks at Kennedy's this weekend right there on the beach. Thir- I just want to do things that I got used to three months ago. $13 for a virgin drink? No, it's got alcohol uh, in it. Sid doesn't drink. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't care. No, they don't. You're right, though. Yeah. You, you can buy a soda or, or an alcoholic drink, and it's the same price. 
Yeah, usually. I mean, as soon as I buy drinks for my wife, Danielle has a couple of drinks. She's good like that in the rest of the crew. So she needs a couple to deal with you. <laughs> wait a minute. You're going to wait. If you buy a $13 alcoholic beverage for your wife and you yeah. pull out a 20 do you expect change after all these people have been through out there working without a job or don't have a job? Oh, come on. You bet your ass, Tony. I want five bucks back. I'm <laughs> just checking. I just... Out of, and I want five bucks back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the jokes, Rosenberg, Jewish, blah, blah, blah. You give a $7 tip on a $13 drink, you're not generous. You're a moron. <laughs> now, come on, man. Do you realize these poor people in the, in the hospitality industry? You're going to a restaurant. The people that work in the restaurant are in the hospitality industry. They're the ones that are getting screwed over by the Cuomos and the mayors and the wolves of the world who don't give a crap. Here in Pennsylvania, our governor had to buckle under and bow to the unions because they said, hey, Wolfie, you're shutting everything down. We have restaurants. We're allowed to do takeout orders, but we make money selling booze. So then the governor all of a sudden puts down his glasses and says, oh, okay, I'll let you sell booze, too, if you have a restaurant and you order food. And so that shows you wow. the power. The power Sid, is in. Sid, if you got power, you can get these stunads like Wolf and Cuomo and, and that grease ball in New York. Booze. They are allowed to sell pre-mixed drinks. Yes. So you drive to a restaurant, you pick it up, and you get a mixed drink to and drive home. And nobody's going to have with. that drink in their car. Wait for the ice to melt so it's, that their vodka cran tastes like water, they're going to down that in the damn car. Are they not, Harry? I'll get mine with no ice, Tone. Oh. <laughs> Just to be safe. And, and, and if you've got to drive a bunch of miles to get that drink, guys, you're not getting one. So you get yourself two or three, and they're all gone in the next five minutes when you leave the place. So you're, uh, you're more uh, your governor, who has turned out to be one of the biggest creeps in the United States is actually, at that point, not only encouraging, but almost guaranteeing exactly. drug driving. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. You know, I... what's funny, but you know what's funny, guys, is, look, before this whole thing started, I knew the name of Andrew Cuomo. I'm in New York. Obviously, you guys know Wolf. You're in yeah. Pennsylvania. But if you ask me, and I knew Gavin Newsom from California because I'm family with his ex-wife, Kimberly Guilfoyle, but if you ask me to, to mention the governors and the mayors in all these cities across America, maybe I could do two or three. You know, I own a home in Florida, so I don't mind the Sanders. I never could have told you Tom Wolf's name. And what this thing has done, it has uh, made us all learned about all of the state mayors, uh, city mayors, I should say, and state governors. And when I start ranking the worst in the United States, and i got to pick my guy number one, I'm sorry, Andrew mm-hmm. Cuomo. But right there, side by side, is your guy in Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf. Oh. He's a real creep, a real creep. He's a crumb creep coward. If Frank Rizzo were here today, he'd be right in his face saying, you're a crumb creep coward. <laughs> And you're a drunk, because I know I can tell a drunk as soon the minute I see him. A lush. You're a lush. I know you're a lush by just looking at you. You're a crumb bum. Crumb bum. That's funny. It was funny yesterday actually hearing uh, the governor of New Jersey, who's another guy that's a creepy. He's a little, he's not as bad as Cuomo or Wolf, but he's right there. He's very close. Phil Murphy. He actually brought up the Philadelphia 76ers yesterday. In his press conference, he was talking about uh, he spoke to the Giants owner, the football Giants, and Hopefully, hopefully, we get football back in New Jersey. And I didn't realize that the 76ers actually work out in Camden, which, yeah. of course, is New Jersey, not Philadelphia. I'm not Pennsylvania, I should say. So he actually did mention the governor of New Jersey, your Philadelphia 76ers, yesterday afternoon. Yeah, because the Sixers, you know, when they were trying, the city of Philadelphia wouldn't give them any real estate. 
to build a complex. So they said, screw you, we'll go to Camden on the waterfront right across the river. So it's not that far. You can see the Sixers practice facility from the Philly side on the Delaware River. And so Camden said, yeah, we'll give you tax incentives. And, you know, rich owners like the Sixers owner, what are they going to say? No, let's overpay and pay ridiculous taxes and buy a piece of overpriced land in Philly where they're going to give it to us for free in New Jersey. No, no, it makes sense. You're right. I would do. I mean, listen, Camden is a terrible place. Well, I haven't been there, so, uh, you know, I've driven past it, but I just know that uh, the former Heisman Trophy Award winner, who actually played his first his first taste of uh, pro football, was with the Pittsburgh Maulers of the USFL, the great Nebraska running back, Mike Rozier. Yes. Took a couple of bullets in the stomach walking around in Camden, New Jersey. That's what Camden's most famous for. Mike Rozier, Heisman Trophy Award winner, getting shot in the stomach. It happens, man. You know, you're just in the wrong place, wrong time. I mean, that kind of, that kind of stuff happens. Come on, man. Don't go casting dispersions on uh, suburban Philadelphia, Sid. What's the matter with you? Yeah. You don't think there's places in New York City where yeah. you can't walk around anymore? I can't even walk around in Little Italy anymore. First of all, there is no more Little Italy. There's like three stores left. There's Ferraro's. Ferraro's is the only place, and you got to pay $18 for a cannoli. Nah, that place is, I know the place you're talking about. It's, it's not good either. The, it, it, the food in Little Italy is terrible. And I do their commercials for a few of their places. But the truth is, if you like Italian food, the last place you want to go is Little Italy. And by the way, if you like Chinese food, for the most part, the last place you want to go is Chinatown. Uh, but, of course, right now it doesn't matter because both uh, Little Italy and Chinatown are shut down. So you can't eat anywhere at this point. But the, the funny part is, you know, you would think those two places would be so great, those restaurants, when it comes to that cuisine. And for the most part, they're both awful. They're just tourist traps, you know, guys. They, exactly. They, yeah. they lure you in, you spend 80 bucks, and then the dinner's kind of lousy. So I wouldn't recommend any place in, in Little Italy or Chinatown. Hey, Sid, what do you make of uh, the states, California and New York, uh, this week, doing an about-face? First of all, everything's going to be shut down in California and through the end of the summer, L.A. shut down, and then all of a sudden Newsom comes out this week and says, we're welcoming, you know, pro sports uh, can open up in the state of California starting in June. How yeah, does that I happen? Know. I mean, look, I don't know. Cuomo said the same thing, right. like you just said. But both governors said that we welcome pro sports, but uh, nothing is open. I, I don't, they don't even, it doesn't matter what they say, guys. Well, what does it matter they welcome? Until Rob Manfred figures out the, uh, the, the uh, owners of the union and the unions sit down and make a deal together, it's not going to be baseball anyway. You know, until uh, Adam Silver and his players figure out a way to get the NBA restarted in July, there's no basketball anyway. Until Gary Bettman does it the National Hockey League, it doesn't matter. And football doesn't start until September anyway. But the idea that uh, Gavin Newsom, who, like you said, along with that psycho Eric Garcetti, uh, you remember his father, Gil Garcetti, yes. from the OJ? Yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, his son, Eric, is the mayor of Los Angeles. So that Newsom, that Newsom right there of uh, Newsom and Garcetti, they don't want to open anything. Same thing with Cuomo. So it's very nice that the governor, we found out that Andrew Cuomo is a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. Fantastic. It's very nice that the governors want sports, but if they don't, it doesn't matter what they want. It's up to the commissioners of the league to get the league going again. And the truth is, uh, when they do, there are no fans anyway. You know, there's no businesses open in and around these arenas and stadiums. So... It's all very hollow. When Newsom and Cuomo talk about that, they're trying to gain some points with the citizens and the people inside their states. But the truth is they're full of it. They want to keep this lockdown going as long as possible. And it's very, very sad for the country. There are more people dying from this, that stupid virus. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And, and we're seeing the, the numbers every day. You know, and then people are saying, well, it, well, it looks one state. Look, there's more, more positive tests because they're doing more testing. But the, are the people yeah, dying? Right. And I don't want to get into that discussion. And we've, we've already had that a million times. You do, too. But you, but know the, what I, but I, you know what I can't stand? But i got to tell you, like I, I'm walking by, I'm standing by the park right now, Riverside Park in New York, 
and a really attractive young lady just walked past me mm-hmm. with a carriage and a baby. She's wearing a mask. A gentleman just walked past me wearing a bed hat. He's wearing a mask. And these are relatively young people. They don't need to wear masks. It doesn't work outside. The heat and the humidity kill the virus. But they believe the local politicians and the idiotic local news, and they wear masks, and they, and they make sure they're 10 feet apart from everybody. Wait, is that, that, a, do- is that, wait, is that a Dr. Tony Fauci impersonation? <laughs> he, he hasn't been right yet. He tells you one thing one day and the next thing another day. So for me, the saddest part of this is watching the sheep. People in America have become sheep. If your governor tells you to do something, if your local news tells you to do something, you do it, even though the science and the logic doesn't back it up. And that's why I've been the way I've been for two months. I'm glad I was that way. And I'm happy to see a lot of America now joining me in this fight against the nonsense that's been going out of this country now. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, Sid Rosenberg. Let me check back with me in 14 days, all right? <laughs> and then tell me in 14 days about hey, all Tony, this bragging I, about you going I, out. Tony, I, I've had a bunch of 14 days in three months, haven't I? Haven't I had a bunch of 14 uh, days in three months? Uh, I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. For wait till 14. Did you see Governor DeSantis of Florida yesterday when some guy was asking him a question? And he says, You guys were telling me about 14. We'll see you 14 days. Because everybody was rooting for people to die in Florida. And you know what? I saw the stat last week in the New York Times, Sid, that 81,000 people in the months combined, months of March and April, forwarded their mail address from their homes in New York. And when it took it down to Miami. Right. So of all the people in New York have the virus, the most affected fan, they went to Miami. Shouldn't more Miami people be dead? And that was more than 14 days ago. That was three months ago. Oh, that is such a great point. I'm so glad you said that. You're exactly right. I mean, I got my own relatives and friends who live in Boca, who live in Fort Lauderdale. They went down three months ago, and uh, they're fine. Look, Ron DeSantis did a tremendous job, unlike Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania yep. or Andrew Cuomo here in New York, who shut the world down and continues to do that. This guy, you know, no old people died. Very few old people died in his community, unlike my governor, who killed, literally killed 6,000 elderly people by putting them back in those homes, knowing that uh, the COVID was there. Uh, that didn't make any sense at all. DeSantis has done a terrific job. And, you know, I've got a lot of friends and family in South Florida. Like I said, I still own a home in Boca Raton. And they're out. You know, they're working today. They're on the beach. They're at JB's in Deerfield. They're at bagel stores in Boca Raton. Uh, they're at the gym on Glades Road right now in Boca Raton. They are living life. And, and people like him, Ron DeSantis, you're right. They wanted that guy to die. They want me to die. Guys, nothing would make these people happier. That loudmouth Sid Rosenberg, who I said from day one, this virus has been a huge overreaction. And it's all about politics. And it's really, it's really uh, what's going on now is much more dangerous than the actual virus. These people want me to die so they can say, look, look at this idiot. This guy kept talking. Now look at him. But you know what? I'm getting stronger, tanner, better looking, and younger every day. And in the end, I'm going to look at you right in your face and say, I told you so. I told you so. Sid, I've lost 15 pounds and developed a short game during this whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been unbelievable. <laughs> Harry, I, know, I knew you lost 15 pounds, but I had no idea you could putt now. Look at you. That's exactly you right. Putt. Yeah. See, it's good for you. 60-degree wedges off of tight lies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got to use the bounce, Sid. <laughs> oh, my God. Just stay out of the subways. Have you been to the subway since the governor and uh, he's there every day? Scrubbed them down. I haven't missed missed one day on the subway, not one day. And you know what? They started about uh, three weeks ago. They shut them down between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. in the morning for four hours. And really, they shut them down because they came to the realization, Tony and Harry, 
oh, my God, we've got a homeless problem. They're going to tell you they shut it down to clean it and clean off the virus. In the meantime, by the way, the CDC comes out yesterday and says, well, we're not really sure anymore that you can get the virus from surfaces. They actually said that yesterday. Yep. The real deal was we've got a tremendous homeless problem in this city, and it's really dangerous and it's disgusting. And they figured here's our chance to get these low-life vagrant bums off the train, so we're going to clean them and kick them off. And the truth is they should have been doing this for the last 20 years, for the last 10 years since that idiot de Blasio was in charge. He gave His wife was in charge of the Thrive Program here in New York, a billion-dollar project that went completely to waste, all in an effort to, to, to calm down the crazies. And all they had to do was do exactly what they're doing right now without using COVID-19 as an excuse. Get these bums off the subway, put them in some housing place somewhere, put them in a shelter somewhere, and now all of a sudden the trains are clean, there's no homeless, there's no crime. They're going to say it's all about COVID-19. Once again, nonsense. And you know what they should do, what they did in San Francisco, put them up in like the Waldorf Astoria or the in Marina del Rey yeah. in, in the great <laughs> hotels. And pay for all their alcohol and drugs. Exactly, man. Hey, they, they are doing some of that here. I saw that story. That's right. They're actually giving them the methadone and they're giving them uh, uh, like illicit drugs. They're doing the same thing here. They didn't put them up in a fancy place like the Waldorf Astoria, but they're at the Pennsylvania Hotel, which is right across the street from Madison Square Garden. I know exactly where it is. And what they're doing, guys, is they're putting homeless there, and this is even better, and this is where people like Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo are really, really uh, disgusting people. You know, this whole criminal bail reform and you know, letting prisoners out of jail because they didn't do anything really all that bad or not because they make it to COVID-19. Like, what do I care if a prisoner gets COVID-19? I hope they die in there. They're prisoners. They're bad people. But now, between letting out the prisoners and the homeless, they take hotels in the city and they give them to these people. They give them to these people. So when this thing is over in a month or two, uh, who's going to want to go to these hotels? So right now we're housing homeless, housing homeless people and criminals. That's it's all right. They'll just spray it down a little bit, you know, get a little, get the blue <laughs> lights in there. <laughs> Even in nice hotels, you bring a blue light in there, you think it smells nice. Or UV light. Or UV you light. Know? Yeah, kill but anything. You know what? Now that you mentioned, I'm a big talker. I used to, when I was growing up, oh, my God, even after that, who am I kidding? There's a couple of short-stay hotels, Tony and Harry in New York. <laughs> oh. Queens has a couple. Called, oh. One is called the Q-Motor Inn by St. John's University. Sheepshead Bay has the Wind Jammer. Brooklyn had a place called the Brooklyn Bridge. He knows all of them all by name. I know them all. <laughs> Listen, guys, four hours, $52. That included the movies. And I was there almost every weekend. So you're right. Who am I to talk about the homeless and the criminals being at hotels? But I want the places, quite frankly, that are ten times worse. I couldn't wait to go. Wow. Hey, Louis wow. Carnesecca and PJ Carlissimo gave me a lot of references up there, brother. <laughs> Between the Seton Hall and the St. John's connections, those guys knew the a thing or two about what was going on up there. You know what I mean? Uh, Louis, especially at St. John's forever, but certainly PJ had that great run. I remember that well because my sister. I've got three sisters. I got two older sisters, and I got a baby sister who lives in Parkland, Florida. Elizabeth, Lizzie went to Michigan, mm-hmm. and uh, she used to live with these uh, three, you know, Jewish sluts. They were her, her housemates, <laughs> and I banged every one of them, by the way. So I would go out to Michigan. <laughs> so, so, I you, so I would go to Ann Arbor and stay in her apartment over the weekend, and we'd go to Charlie O's on campus, and I'd bang Boom. one and bang the other one. Uh, so I was there. I was there when Glenn Rice and Will Robinson beat that P.J. Carlissimo Seton Hall basketball team to win the championship. Uh, that was a, a, a distant memory. Of course, her housemates, that's a fond memory. <laughs> 1989, that was, that's I great, think, great. man. Nobody can turn into banging his sister's roommates. <laughs> Jewish sluts, no less. Jewish sluts. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? 
Right. I you saw know, them. They were, weren't they here in Philly a couple of weeks ago at the TLA before they shut it down, the Jewish sluts? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. What do you mean, Tony? You're not going to get that same story from, like, Stephen A. Smith or Reese Davis? No, of course. No, listen, I, I, I don't, when, it, when a slut's around, I don't discriminate against race, color, religion, or anything. <laughs> Sexual preference, if there's a slut around. It's just no, a way to differentiate are, no, no, them. These, these, these are really clean-cut, Tony and Harry, clean-cut uh, Jewish snobs. These are the real chaps, the Jewish-American princesses. Mm-hmm. These, are the, these are the ones that you thought you had to buy, like Cartier, or take them to the fanciest restaurants, or only stay at the Ritz. Well, my daddy bought me a Porsche when I was 16. These are these types of girls. And let me tell you something. Three shots to take Let's go. Four oh. hours. <laughs> we have tape of one of them. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, Sid, what, what, did you, what did you think of some of the baseball players coming out and, and basically well, they, they had the pitcher down in Tampa saying that he's not going to play unless he gets his full oh, money? Uh, yeah, Bryce Harper, a couple about, of these other guys? You're, yeah, you're talking about Blake Snell. Yeah, my, yes. My dear friend Christopher Mandog Russo referred to as Ian Snell. The I know. Yeah, we, played his rat, we played his rat <laughs> on the show earlier. Well, I love Mad Dog. That was oh, for a guy who worked for MLB Network, and he still doesn't care because you know what? He's absolutely – nobody will disagree with that rant. No, nobody will. And that's Donkey. And I had the fortunate opportunity, you know, Tony and Harry, to work uh, right alongside. I hosted that show uh, a couple of years with Jody McDonald, you know, guy down in Philly, mm-hmm. then Joe Beningo, Mike and the Bad Dog, and had a chance to see Chris for five minutes every single day. And I really loved the guy. He really did. He was, he was the type of guy that'll grab your butt and give you a high five, unlike Mike Francesca walking out of the studio. But his rant was brilliant yesterday. It wasn't true. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, we're all diehard baseball fans. Uh, Bryce Harper is not that far removed from starting a $300 million contract. He can certainly go a couple of months without getting paid. Hey, he's, play, hey, wait, he's playing Fortnite on Twitch, man. <laughs> Bro. Exa- I, know, Bro. I know. And you got guys you got guys here that couldn't play Fortnite on Twitch because they shut their lights off like a month ago because they can't pay for the electricity or food. The kids aren't eating. So when you see the billionaires, the owners, fighting with the billionaires, the players, and you've got – at this point now, guys, as you both know, just under 40 million people out of work in the United States, baseball's got to be smarter. Manfred's got to jump in here because, at the very least, they just look bad. Now, look, look, mm-hmm. don't give me the nonsense. You're going to lose fans because history says that's not true. Right. After all the strikes, the fans came back. After we saw the video of Rice knocking out his girlfriend in an elevator, football fans still come back. They'll all come back eventually because we love our sports, but it looks really, really bad. If the NBA starts in July, the NHL restarts in July, and football starts in September or October, and these prima donnas in baseball don't play, we'll come back, but it'll, the sport will never look the same. It'll be really, really bad PR for baseball. they got to figure this out, these guys. Right now they look like a bigger enemy than COVID-19, to be honest. No, you're absolutely right, and it's building each day because with all these stupid rules that they're throwing out there, that even the players and managers say that there's no way they can do all this different stuff. And then if the NBA and the NHL start playing before baseball gets going this summer, they're really going to look bad. It's going to look worse. Rob Manfred, I don't know if he can survive this if this thing blows up and they don't have a season. Well, I, I think that's going to be the case. I really do. Gun to my head right now. I just don't see it. I know that everybody's very optimistic they're going to get baseball, but I don't see it. I think what you just said is going to happen. I think we'll get basketball and hockey before baseball. And that'll be really sad considering, you know, from the very beginning of this thing back in March, baseball contended all the way through. And I've seen Rob Manfred interviewed a million times, and I've interviewed myself, Brian Cashman, and Randy Levine from the Yankees a couple of times. They've always contended we're going to get baseball this year. Guys, we're going to get baseball this year. And if we didn't, we thought it was maybe because of the virus. We thought it was because the players couldn't get on the field at the same time. And if it turns out to be because of money, because mm-hmm. of money in this day and age with the country falling apart, same on baseball. Doggy was 100% right. 
Yeah, especially when they're playing baseball halfway around the world in, in exactly. you know, countries that had the virus, too. I mean, we, right. got, I mean we, got, we got Russians, we got, we got sex dolls in, in South <laughs> Korean soccer games, and we can't get baseball players to sit in the stands six feet apart? Come on. Maybe if they had that sex dolls here, they'd sit in the stands. Yeah, you know any sex doll manufacturers? Maybe if you promise the players <laughs> that since they can't be with their families, their wives, girlfriends, or either one of them, that we can give them sex dolls while they're sitting in the stands in an empty stadium because the sex doll is not going to have – you don't know what the sex doll's been, but you know where the player's well, let's, been. Well, let's, let's review that question again, okay, all three of you, Tony, Harry, and the young lady, the beautiful young lady. Uh, the question was focused on Rosenberg. Do you know where you can get a sex doll? Okay, <laughs> let's, let's act as if you guys never met me before until this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I put a gun to your head and said, if you get this answer wrong, you're dead. Tony, do you think there's a chance that Sid Rosenberg knows where to get a sex doll? Absolutely, right? I used to be 42nd Street when I worked in New York in the 80s. It was like a sex doll shop every 10 feet. Next to well, the electronic, uh, there was either an electronic store or a sex shop. You remember those days on 42nd between I, I, Broadway I, I, and 8th? I, I, I remember them well before Rudy Giuliani cleaned up the city. The good news is you would survive because you got the answer right. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Come on, yeah, man. He, he hey, baseball. I, I can help him with that. Yes, we don't. This is Miss Robin. I believe all three of us would have survived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got He's got him in one of his closets to next honest, to his I, Joseph I, I, Abood I, 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 suits. I, 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 Yes, I actually think Miss Robin would have been the first one to get it right. Because let me tell you something, Miss Robin. I forgot you. By uh, one time on the show, when uh, you talked about, uh, you compared me uh, to, uh, who was the exact comparison again? But it was somebody who had lived about 100 lives. You, you made the point that it, seemingly I do everything wrong and I, you know, drugs and drinking and steroids. Rolling Stones, and Keith, Ri- Keith Richards. I, I said yeah. that there you were is. like the Keith Richards of sports radio because you put everything in your body. You're still here. So hey, no it's matter- his body, his choice, Robert. Yes, right. but my point is, is that it doesn't matter what comes your way. Like, I have no fear that anything's going to happen to you with COVID-19. Yeah, no I mean, there's no- that is not going to kill you. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, Miss Robin, I, I actually, I swear to God, I told more people about you and what you said there because, and a quick story here, guys, I was a horrible asthmatic when I was a kid. I had my first asthma attack when I was five weeks old. That was so bad, Theodore didn't work. I had to go right to the hospital to get adrenaline shots. If, in fact, I was suffering from an asthma attack, it was that bad for me. And the doctors uh, said to my mom and dad, they said, listen, this kid can never smoke. So I did about a pack and a half a day of parliaments. This kid can never do drugs. So I did cocaine for 32 years. This kid could never drink. His heart is going to stop. So I went to rehab for alcoholism twice. So the point being, Miss Robin, that when they tell me not to do something or to do something, I'm going to go the other way. And at this point, I got 53 years of experience that says I'm right. They're wrong. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild here. Our simulated crowd here. Now, now, if only he could have gone the other way on most of his football bets, he'd be in a much better state. Exactly right, man. Yeah. You know what? You got to be bad at something every once in a while. You got to be wrong sometimes, is what I should say. Not bad at it, because you don't always pick losers. You pick it. That's that's rolling the dice. Everything else you did, you knew you could beat. The great that's Sid right. Rosenberg. Put your hands together, everybody. Sex uh, dolls in our in our basement studio here. The wine cellar. Even the sex dolls are standing up at attention. We got Sid today and Lenny Dykstra tomorrow. What a way to go into Memorial Day weekend. It doesn't Tony. get any better yeah. than this to start a weekend. Oh, Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. Guy, you know, it's funny. I, I actually saw his son not that long ago because his son, you guys know this, his son is married to uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler. 
who of course played metal and soprano. Oh yeah. And um, and I talked to him now and then because she's been my friend Lamar from the housewife. So I did actually see his son not that long ago and, and, and believe it or not, Lenny literally direct messaged me on Twitter maybe twenty minutes ago, talking about some some crime series that's, that's on about him and wants to know if I was a part of it, which I'm not. I'm going to be a part like of it. I said yes, Sid, and you should contact him, man. You'll be a part of this. It's going to be a yeah, fun you'll thing. You'll like this one, what actually. What is it? we got to run. What I'll tell you it? after. I'll, I'll DM you. All right, I love you. Okay. The great Sid Rosen. Goodbye, Sid. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I'm worn out He wears you out. I was just going to say that.